Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study here on a beautiful Monday morning. I believe it is the 14th day of September in 2020. What a year it's been. What a year of great learning and drawing near to our precious Lord as we are not a people just learning, but we are a people learning and coming to the truth. The Bible says in the last days they will be ever learning, but they won't be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. It just simply means they will not be willing to come to the knowledge of the truth. And something else concerning the truth before we dig in this morning, you know, during the very, very last of last moments uh, in this age, the Bible says that uh, there will be a people given over to strong delusion, uh, a lie, uh, because they would not receive. It doesn't say the truth. It says they would not receive the love of the truth. That's very important, and it goes right along with our uh, portion of Scripture in Romans chapter 14 that we're studying today. So let's make sure, folks, that our love is growing for the Lord, and that means not feelings and emotions. That's an effect of our growth, but that that our growth is because we are learning to love the truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So again, this morning, we're in Romans chapter 14, and this will be part six. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, and we're just excited to be with you. I encourage you to go all the way back to Romans chapter one, verse one, and verse by verse, we travel through the scriptures, and we're learning God's word in its righteous context. Uh, All of God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. Of course, they're truth. And if they're presented as the truth they're written in, righteousness, his righteousness will be seen. The Bible tells us that in Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness, deceit. And uh, for years I did that as a minister. I held God's word in a deceitful manner and uh, presented. I never told anybody anything wrong about being born again, what it takes to be forgiven of their sins and to become a Christian. But I told everybody wrong as far as it relates to our living for God daily, victoriously and receiving the grace of God. 99.9% of all preachers in the world do not know that still at this very moment. And so that's why we continue to present this glorious good news and this reformation that we've been in the last 23 years. Praise God, now learning that sanctification is, is only experienced through faith in the cross alone. Faith in the cross alone. And oh, what a joy it's been to learn this the last 15, 16 years and to share this and to live this and all the benefits that come with the true power of God, which is the preaching of Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 14. This has been marvelous to me. Uh, Every single, I I have learned and gained so much knowledge that's so valuable to me in this 14th chapter of Romans. And, and I mean, I, I've even had to change the way that I viewed some things. And, 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 and you'll have to do that along the way. It's called growth. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, you, 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 
might have learned to ride a bicycle when you were young and uh, they might have put training wheels on there for you. Uh, well, there come a time when you're going to have to take those training wheels off and you might not have wanted to. No, 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 no. I, I need them. I want them. No, but your dad said, no, they're coming off. You're going to learn to ride it without them or you, you know, you're going to look silly. And so he took them off, and guess what? You learn how to ride. But that, that's a part of growing and learning. And sometimes we have to go back and say, well, mm, I think we were probably wrong about some things. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, then you'll have to go back and listen to the sessions. And, but one of those main things is there's more than just being in the faith or out of the faith. Uh, we can be out of the faith. We can be, Paul would say, examine yourself to make sure you're in the faith. But at the same time, there is something called in this 14th chapter being weak in the faith. And that, and that weak in the faith shows, is evident in this 14th chapter, that there is a mixture. That we're trusting the Lord, but, but at the same time, we think that we're, we're getting somewhere with Him by what we eat or what we don't eat. And, and, and we've learned some things in this, in this 14th chapter of Romans that's just been gold to me. It's just been, it's just been marvelous, and I pray that uh, if you're just now tuning in, you'll go back. You can find these sessions on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, the Cross, the, thecrosswaychurch.com. I'll get it out in a minute. Or there is a Spreaker app. Now, not everything. I, I, I haven't been using the Spreaker app for this series for as far back as the beginning of Romans goes, but uh, you can listen on the Spreaker app. My channel is uh, for those who have ears to hear. And so, uh, uh, and these, these, these are live uh, on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And again, that YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Now, I don't want to uh, hold things up, but I want us to move into this today. And let's jump right in at verse 15 and start digging this out. And I pray the Lord give you and give me the meat that we need today to see uh, the things we need to see to be able to grow in His knowledge and His grace. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 15, the Bible says here in Romans chapter 14, but if your brother be grieved with your food, with your meat, don't, don't walk in a place uncharitable. Don't, don't walk in a place that's unloving toward him. And you're going to begin to see even more so in this 14th chapter that really the most important thing is not what you eat or don't eat, not even that which you've been made free to eat or don't eat, but that in which you've been given to do towards your brother, your sister, is that to love them, encourage them, and never to try to, to destroy them, which is, we're going to see that today. But if your brother's grieved with your food, with what you now have the liberty and the freedom and you know you do to eat, don't walk in a way of unloving toward them. And we know that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about here, you, don't, you, you, you quit eating meat. This is not what the Bible's talking about. If your brother's grieved over what uh, you're, you're eating, it's only because you are doing something to grieve him. You get that? And, and we know that's the case because he goes on to say, destroy not him with your meat. 
for whom Christ died. We don't destroy people by what we have the liberty to eat. We destroy people. We grieve people by uh, boasting over certain things. And we also destroy the weak in the faith by condemning, belittling, pushing aside, uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, make look less than we are. We're, we're bad about that, folks. I mean, we're bad about that. There's a, there's a lot of people on social media who could have a much larger audience, and, and, and that includes me and everybody, who could have a much larger audience and opportunity to minister to people uh, this glorious truth of the gospel in every chapter and verse of the Bible if we weren't so... Uh, demeaning, belittling, and, and and we don't. And listen, we don't even know we're doing it. A lot of times, we're doing it in the name of being a watchman on the wall. We're doing it in the name of of uh, we love them. But let me tell you something: uh, faith works by love, and if faith is working, love's the fruit of it. Uh, it. It doesn't mean that we don't boast in our liberty and that we're been free to eat anything. And things are uh, all things are clean to us. Nothing is unclean of itself. We know that we're not being told here not to testify because look at verse 14. Paul, in this letter, Paul says, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus there's nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. The only reason to him it's unclean is because he is weak in the faith. He, he hasn't reached this point, which he will if he endures with Christ, continues in the words of Christ, in the word of God. If he continues, he'll, he'll mature. And, uh, but he's weak in the faith. And we know that because of verses 1 and 2. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not just to be in a place where there's doubtful disputations, just constantly, constantly trying to cram my freedom down his throat in the name of love, which really, which really causes him, we'll see it today, causes him or her to speak evil of my good. They, well, he's just condemning me. He's just telling me that I'm that that I'm out of the faith, that that that, that I'm cast aside, that all these things. And we we have to be careful and gentle with people, just as we expect the Lord, and we know He is faithful and gentle with us. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is gentleness. And I know we care about others, and I know we desire to see them come along, but we have to love them in spite of where they are. Now, and Paul here says, well, let's go and read this verse 1 and 2. Him that is weak in the faith receive, but not just to be in doubtful disputations with, to lord our freedom over them. For one believes he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs only, vegetables only. And the reason, the reason he's weak and he's talking about in the faith is not just because he eats vegetables, because he, his only eating of vegetables, he thinks that he is getting somewhere with God by this because he is esteeming in his immaturity, not, not being ugly there, but in his immaturity, 
in his process of growth, he, he still thinks there's things that are unclean. And Paul didn't have a problem by saying in verse 14, I know and I've been persuaded by the Lord Jesus. There's nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteems anything to be unclean to him, it is unclean. It is unclean to him. But the only reason it's unclean to him is because he's weak in the faith. But he's still a child of God. And we don't blast and we don't hammer. and we don't, We've lost a lot of opportunity because uh, to minister to people, especially on social media, because, oh, no, they're not ugly enough to block us. Some of them are unfriend us, but they do unfollow us because they just don't want to hear us belittling them. And I know we've all fallen prey to that. We've all fallen in that same boat of doing that because when we first learn of this great, great liberty and freedom that we have, our zeal just blasts out of the gate and takes off. And the one thing we left behind was the wisdom of God. <laughs> oh, the zeal we have. Oh, we want to tell everybody of this great liberty and freedom we have. And we should testify. Hallelujah. Paul's doing it here. The focus is not belittling, condemning, uh, wrongly judging, pushing away, constantly trying to push my liberty, cram it down their throat. They're just going to have to learn that just as you and I and even the Apostle Paul would learn that. We, we, we're all supposed to be growing, and I can't drag people along beside me. I have to live my life as it is becoming the gospel, Philippians 1.27, and, 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 and I have to not be ashamed to give my testimony. I'm not going to stop testifying about my freedom and liberty to eat all things, that, it's, that it's, nothing's unclean to me. I can eat all things. But I, at the same time, now Paul did that. But I'm not going to condemn, belittle. I'm not going to cast aside, throw away. I'm not going to be in a constant argument, doubtful disputations with people. If they have questions, they'll come. And, and we'll have the answer. Because the more freedom and liberty you're walking in, the more answers you're going to have for those who are weak in faith. Praise God. This is great. He says, but if your brother is grieved with your food... Don't walk in a place that's unloving toward them. Destroy not him with your food. That means don't destroy him with... See, and the word is destroy. It means belittle, put aside, cast away, get rid of, uh, look down on, uh, really condemn. And this whole chapter is about judging. You know, make sure you're judging properly. We judge the cross, and the more our judgment is, is, is proper, righteous judgment that is, Jesus taught we're supposed to have, John 7, 24, which is looking at the cross, uh, the Word of God through the cross, then righteous judgment, freedom, and liberty will be experienced. And, uh, and as we live that life and share our freedom without belittling and, and putting down others, then they're going to grow too, just like you have, just like... Paul did, and praise God for that opportunity. He says in verse 16, let not then your good, that means your liberty and freedom you have, and, and the place you're walking where you also, as Paul, know have 
fully persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean of itself. Hallelujah. And But don't let your good be evil spoken of. What's that mean? That means there are people out there right now uh, saying evil things about people who are blasting them. But, you know, because they're, they're, you know, they don't think they're weak in the faith. To them, the Bible says, to them, certain things are unclean. That doesn't mean they're not weak in the faith. They are weak in the faith. If you think you can't eat certain foods that wouldn't be pleasing to God or, or you only eat this, and, or, or, or even if you think you can eat everything and you're going to get something from God for that, you're, you're not. And we see why in verse 17. The first word in verse 17 is F-O-R. That means because. So when you see F-O-R at the beginning of a verse, just say, because the kingdom of God is not meat. It's not what you eat or don't eat. It's not drink. It's not what you drink or don't drink. But the kingdom of God is righteousness. That afforded to us through faith in the cross alone as our status and position of righteousness. And if there's going to be any fruit that we're the people of God's kingdom, it's going to be the fruits of righteousness that can only take place as we serve righteousness. And that can only take place as our faith remains in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross, Romans chapter 6, which is what made us righteous in him and made us servants of righteousness to be able to serve God and have the fruit of holiness, I'm sorry, righteousness, which is unto holiness. That's in Romans 6, 19 through 22. Read it. There's no avenue of holiness outside of serving righteousness, having the fruits of righteousness. And therefore, if we don't know that, no man shall see the Lord in and through us in our ministries because unless we're following after peace and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Think about that. So without faith in the cross, no man's going to see the Lord in our ministries, in our lives, through our lives. Not going to happen. Don't care how many years that certain belief system has been there, it's wrong. And so we need to remember that. The kingdom of God tells us what it's not. It's not what you eat. It's not what you drink. And really, it's not what you do and what you don't do. It's not in rules and regulations, laws and ceremonies and rituals and rites. And the kingdom of God is not in any of that. The kingdom of God is righteousness, which is what Jesus offered you at Calvary initially to be saved, declared righteous, and daily bear forth those fruits. The kingdom of God is peace. He made our peace by the blood of his cross, Colossians 1.20. And we can have that perfect peace if our mind is stayed upon him and his faithfulness through his work at Calvary. And it's also joy in the Holy Ghost, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. See, these three things tell us what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That means for the born-again child of God. Romans chapter 8 tells us if the Spirit of Christ dwells in us, we are in the Spirit. So that means as a born-again child of God, 
in the Holy Ghost, we have access to righteousness, peace, and joy. We are righteous in God's eyes in Christ in our position, but God's looking for the fruit of that here in our condition. Amen, Brother Curtis. He's also looking for that stillness and assurance and quietness in our soul that Jesus provided for us at Calvary. Isaiah 32, 17 tells us the, the work of righteousness is, is peace. The work of what Christ did at Calvary is peace. And its effect, this is Isaiah 32, 17, the effect of righteousness is stillness, that means quietness and assurance. Are you operating in, in the kingdom today with this measure of faith we've been given so that these things can be in our lives, experienced in our lives daily? Not by what we eat, don't eat, drink, don't drink, none of that. It's through faith in what Jesus did to become our righteous king, to make us his righteous people, that we might bear forth his righteous fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Watch this now. For the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. This is why, this is why we shouldn't be belittling and condemning others. It's not even, it doesn't matter if they're weak in the faith. It does matter. I don't mean that. We shouldn't condemn them because they're weak in the faith. Why? Because the Lord's not condemning us. And there's certain times in our lives right now that we even have a mixture. We find ourselves trusting in things that are not the right thing. How many times have you ever come down with some sickness or something and thought, oh no, I wonder what I've been doing that's wrong. Well, we get in some wrong mindset. Now, believe me, sin has repercussions. Paul wrote that because we're not discerning the Lord's body, that many are weak, sick, and die prematurely. I understand that reality. And there's always a need to check there, but I don't need to go to bed every night wondering if I'm doing something wrong. The Holy Spirit lives within me, and He convicts me. When there's sin in my life, he shows me. If he's trying to show me and I'm rejecting him, he will send somebody to me to stand before me in my faith, face, maybe in my family, on the job, maybe on social media, but he will continue to try to get the information. He will be in an attempt to show me something needs to be changed. Something's not right. I need to grow. Imagine sitting in the church in Rome, when the pastor received this letter, the pastor gets up to read it, and and and, and I'm in that church, and I'm and I'm I'm only eating vegetables because meat's unclean to God. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm not eating that. I'm man, I'm not eating anything but vegetables because I know God wouldn't be pleased with me eating meat. And then the my preacher gets up and reads this and says that Paul the apostle, the one God gave the revelation of Calvary, Jesus, and what he did at the cross for us, and so much more because he was called to us Gentiles. And my pastor is reading this letter from the apostle Paul, sent from God for me, this letter. And I'm the, Paul said, I, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean of itself, but to him that esteems or considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. I'm like, well, if Paul 
receive this assurance, this knowledge, and he's been persuaded by the Lord that nothing's unclean. And the Lord's not a respecter of per. If it's not unclean to Paul, surely it's not supposed to be unclean to me. Now, it's been unclean to me in my mixture of faith. I'm I'm trusting in Christ. I want to please Christ. But at the same time, I'm seeing that I'm not trusting Christ like I should be. I need to be growing. I need to... I need to be walking more in this liberty. Christ and what he did at Calvary has delivered me from, he's brought me into a kingdom. This this kingdom of God is not about what I'm eating or not eating. It's, you understand? And, and, And either I'm listening to this, what my preacher's reading to me, this letter from God through Paul, now to my preacher and now being read to me, and my heart is growing hard against it. And all bless God, I ain't listening to that. I, you know, I'm having, or I'm saying, praise God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the liberty and the freedom that I have to eat off. That nothing is unclean. Thank you, precious Lord. I've been trying to steal. I found myself still trying to work my way through the kingdom, but you've already made the way. You did the work. You finished the work for my entrance and my and my continued abundant entrance through the kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the liberty and the freedom that we have and that the 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 the, the place that we've obtained now. But let us, Lord, let us not continue with a condemning spirit for those who are not as far along as us and not a and, and, and don't let us condemn those who are walking in a greater liberty than we are. Amen. And we consider that. Well, they they just oh they just think they can eat everything, man. Oh, I wish they were as mature as I was. You know, I, I all that stuff is unkind, and they're just eating it. Oh, you know, God's not pleased with that. But then they get this letter. Jesus told me, Paul said, and I know I'm fully persuaded that. Nothing is unclean of itself. And people are going to either shout the hallelujahs and the praise be to the Lamb of God who liberated us from all that works mentality, or our hearts are going to grow harder and we're going to go deeper into that. Amen. This good stuff. For the kingdom of God is not meat, not drink. It's not what you eat or drink. That means righteousness has nothing to do with what we eat or drink or don't eat or drink. Peace has nothing to do with what we do or don't eat or drink. Joy, the joy of the Lord, I'm not going to... The joy of the Lord's not going to be my strength because I'm not eating this or I am eating that. Hallelujah. I have the joy of the Lord because my faith is in what he did. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him so that it could be mine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch this. For the kingdom of God is not what you eat or don't eat, drink or don't drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit because he that in these things, come on somebody, this is it right here. Oh, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're being liberated from, oh, they told you you couldn't wear jewelry. They thought the kingdom of God is about what you wear or you don't wear. Oh, they're telling you, you you have to meet on this day. It's not what day you meet on or don't meet on. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that is only experienced daily through our faith 
in Christ and Him crucified. He says, for he that in these things, for you Bible believers out there, he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God. That means that these other things, when we're trying to do these other things on these days, these rituals, these ceremonies, these rites, these, 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 I'm not eating that because it's unclean. God's not condemning folk. The Lord is not condemning folk, but he's also not accepting anything that doesn't come through the way of the cross. Get that. Whatever God's offering you and me comes through the cross alone. God's love for all humanity isn't just scattered out for the experience in anything. You need to hear that again. God's love isn't just scattered out abroad through anything. Watch this. God so loved the world that he gave here. Oh, see how it's a, oh, it's only that he gave his only begotten son. Right here, that whosoever believes upon him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. Whatever God offers, he offers through his son, Jesus Christ, in that great sacrificial work at Calvary. Whatever God is saying in these last days, he's saying by his son who gave himself in that great work of atonement at the cross. We need to know God's not just out there, just, oh, no. Whatever God's saying and doing among men, he's doing it through the way of the cross. And whatever, here it comes, whatever we're offering to God, it has to be offered to him if it will be accepted by him if we're really serving Christ. Read it. For he that in these things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God. Now these things are being told to a people who've already been accepted by God in their status of righteous in Christ, becoming the children of God by trusting in his atoning sacrifice at Calvary. But here, this letter is to already saved and spirit-filled people. And in these things, we serve Christ and become acceptable to God and approved of men. God doesn't accept anything from his church except through the cross, our faith in the cross. It's the one way. It's the door. It's the door that through God gives us all things. And it's the door through which we give thanks, we pray, we worship, we give, or it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable because we're not really serving Christ outside of these things, righteousness, peace, and joy, which is an impossibility if our faith is not in the cross. And that's why, my friends, the Lord is raising up ministers in these last days. They will not be the most popular. They will not be the fanciest. They will not be the best and well-spoken ministers, but they will be the ones that are determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, the power of God, the Bible says, and they will be led by the Spirit of God to proclaim His words in righteousness 
as the truth they are that God's people can live in liberty and freedom and grow without condemning each other. With that one eye on that soon coming judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. What a session this has been today. I hope you've been encouraged. I hope there's been a little light shine in your heart today by the Holy Spirit who's guiding us, equipping us, raising us up to be this last day's army in Christ Jesus. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to pray for us and to give to the ministry, to sow into good ground where you're learning the truth of God's word. There's where you sow and there's where you'll reap. Hallelujah. And uh, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can do that by pulling out your smartphone, typing the word give to the number 903-231-5950. Again, God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.